Approve. All right, Varg's here. Speak up. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Okay, cool. Uh, do you want to have people the ability to speak or just wait till we're done rattling off some stuff and then do that in the middle? I think we uh, we can uh, basically outline uh, first. And then we can open up the discussion after we've talked about the article. Yeah, I mean, this is a topic I've visited now and then. And, of course, it's for some reason edgy when it shouldn't be. I mean, you shouldn't be forced to hire people who are unqualified. But this wokeism is forcing people to. <clears throat> and regardless of in the United States finally got rid of affirmative action, a little too late for this whole year of freshmen going to college, but um. There's so many other methods other than that that force people to to hire based on identity politics instead of on merit. So we'll get into it. I'm going to let people trickle in a little bit longer. But there was a really good article by Harold Robertson on Palladium Mag. Palladium Mag. Called Palladium Mag, excuse me. <laughs> Palladium Mag, too small for me to see. Complex systems won't survive the competence, competence crisis. Oh, that's a nice way of putting diversity hires, but okay. We'll do that. It's fine. Yeah. We got enough in here. Let's let's just do it, dude. Uh, do you um, want me... I got this article from Varg. Yes. Uh, do you want me to read the first paragraph? Because that kind of sets the stage at, uh, quite nicely. Oh, I'll read it. Okay. I'm going to get... Uh, Gonna record this other than Twitter, but looks like freaking PCs doing whatever. So, all right, here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're just. I'm not gonna read this whole thing, but yeah, a paragraph or two, and then discuss. So, <clears throat> he starts off strong. He says, "At a casual glance, the recent cascade of American disasters might seem unrelated." In a span of fewer than six months in 2017, three U.S. naval warships experienced three separate collisions, resulting in 17 deaths. A year later, power lines owned by P&G&E started wildfire that killed 85 people. The pipeline carrying almost half of the East Coast gasoline shut down due to ran ransomware attack. Almost half a million uh, intermodal containers sat on cargo ships unable to dock at Los Angeles ports. A train carrying thousands of tons of hazardous flammable chemicals derailed near East Palestine, Ohio. Air traffic controllers cleared a FedEx plane to land on a runway occupied by a Southwest plane preparing to take off. Eye drops contaminated with antibiotic-resistant bacteria killed four and blinded 14. While disasters like these are often front-page news, the broader connection between the disasters barely elicits any mention. America must be understood as a system of interwoven systems. The healthcare system sends a bill to a patient using the postal system, and the patient uses the mobile phone system to pay the bill with a credit card issued by the banking system. All these systems must be assured to work for anyone, for any to make even simple decisions. But the failure of one system has a cascading consequence for all adjacent systems. As a consequence of escalating rates of failure, America's complex systems are slowly collapsing so they gave some examples there's a more recent example obviously which is the 
unfortunate fire in Maui. Um, at first, I thought that could be climate change activists because they recently did that in Canada. But turns out, no, it was incompetence on multiple levels. You had, you you had, and this has been proven by a private company that makes the they're an insurance company that make those little notifiers called Ting. I'm going to play a clip for everybody. I think this will be fine. Forty seconds, but uh, this this lets you know this is what happened in Hawaii. The power grid failed. It busted up country. It started a fire. Private company got warning. Nobody else did because the alarm systems also failed. And then they didn't. They, some woke idiot would not release water off a farm for four hours as people were burning alive. So let me give you this 40 second clip. Should be fine. Collected by a network of smart sensors called Ting. Now, these sensors are distributed to homeowners by insurance companies. They're designed to detect electrical hazards that could spark a house fire. But the company's CEO says when you take a look at the data as a whole, it can pinpoint problems on the power grid in real time. Monday, August 7th at 10.47 p.m., surveillance video captured an explosion outside the Maui Bird Conservation Center upcountry off Olinda Road. Minutes later, flames were recorded burning in the tree line. Now, CEO of Whisker Labs, Bob Marshall, is coming forth. The information he says was captured right, by... That, that's enough. So, first of all, you have information from this early warning system. But aside from that, there is surveillance video of the power line blowing up and landing in the forest and starting the fire. So, a defunct electric grid causes the fire. A defunct alarm system did not notify anybody, and also a defunct electric system did not show that they were having surges and anomalies going throughout it, which is why one of the areas blew up and started the fire. And then it keeps going. There was the uh, Varg, I think, has the details on this, but they wouldn't release needed water to the fire department for four hours. Why? Uh, yeah. Yes. Now, uh, now is, that, this the, is this the WEF? Is this a conspiracy from real estate owners and BlackRock? And a, no, it's just idiots uh, who are, you know, they, <laughs> they got their job because they're the right category. And they don't know what the fuck they're doing. And now 114 people are dead. Go for it. Uh, yeah, well, uh, he, uh, he, he wanted to see water as holy and wanted a more holistic view uh, on water as a life spirit or some shit. Is that yeah, for real? So, uh, well, he talked about it in interviews uh, about how he's going to change the way they view uh, water to like a sustainable resource. About, okay. Well, like, oh, people are mostly water. Are they holy? Because children got killed. 114 people died, burned to death. Yeah, but but let's talk about how the system. The, the used only to... thing that guy should have said is nothing but prophetic apologies. I'm so sorry. We didn't release this water. It was on a private farm. I needed permission. No, he went with the water is holy stuff. Unbelievable that that person has a job at all. That's a grown ass adult talking about that. And I don't have a problem with like you have a if you think lakes and stuff are holy, that's fine. But you know what else? Uh, when someone's house is on fire, you need that holy water to put out the flames. Uh, yeah, his name is Kaleo Manuel. Okay. So uh, there's a, a lawsuit in uh, in motion, but he 
And well, they also did. They also sent uh, children home from school. Yeah, they sent children houses. home whose parents were still at work because the alarm system didn't work either, along with the electric grid that didn't work and the administration that didn't work. And so there were kids that went home with no parents. Some of them little kids. And uh, I hope they. I hope they turned around. I don't know. Some of them may have died too. It's something I, I didn't even want to to know because I can't handle that kind of stuff. Being sent home from your school and then here comes a fire. What are they supposed to do? Outrun it? Ride their bike? You know, disgusting. Yeah, but uh, but this is like at the this is at the end of this ideology. And so let's start about uh, let's talk about how the system used to work. So okay. when the SAT was introduced, uh, that was seen as a uh, as a revolution in uh, recruiting for elite schools because it meant you could get like the top tier talent, the smartest people. It's basically like an IQ test, and you can uh, recruit off that for for colleges and for work. Like there's. You don't actually need a degree for most of the jobs uh, we have, but uh, after it shows you're teachable. It shows you're teachable. Yeah, this guy can comprehend and manage this task. What do I? What do I need algebra two for? Whatever. I'm like, you don't. But if you get an A plus in algebra two and trig, and I'm hiring for some other thing, I'm like, well, you were able to learn that. This will be no problem for you. Yeah, so so companies used to hire uh, based on hire and task based on IQ tests, but then the Civil Rights Act happens, and uh, uh, that's no longer feasible because there's disparity in outcome and uh, uh, how people score on the tests, and it's it's along racial lines, and this is uh, prima facie uh, accepted as discrimination based on race. And so what do companies do? Well, they start doing the next best thing, which is they recruit from colleges and universities uh, that are uh, have a rigorous admission process. Uh, right. So the but, business's way around it was, well, if we can't screen for this, well, um, we'll select people out of the schools because the schools have standardized tests and that'll screen out the dummies. Yeah, rid of those and the, too? yeah, and so uh, what the system responded to having a simple solution and replacing it with a complex solution that requires much more effort for the entire country. Like it costs a lot of money to get someone through college, and uh, most of it's superfluous. Um, but uh, what we've seen now is that, uh, like now, the uh, colleges are in the last decade it's been a target for diversity hires or diversity admissions. So that test uh, where you thought you could filter out the dumb people by uh, administering an SAT, that's disappearing. Uh, That is like a a college degree is no longer a sign of competence. You can take the SAT, do poorly, and still get into college if you are the right ethnic category. And so it's like, well, okay, you have a degree from wherever, but did you even belong there? Nobody knows. You might, you might not, but because there's no standardized test. 
Yeah. Or, or they have the test, you failed it, you still got in. I mean, this is another recent example. They had to pay out millions and millions of dollars in New York to teachers, but only the black and Latino ones who failed a test some years ago and didn't get to join the school system. One guy got paid over $2 million for flunking a standardized test that everyone else had to take the same test. Whites, Asians, Native Americans are like, well, they didn't get anything. But blacks and Latinos, as a, on average, scored lower. So they decided the test must be racist. Now, that is racist itself to think like, oh, there is no other possible explanation other than biology for why these people did so poorly. Like, obviously, uh, yeah. there is. <laughs> but the million, this happened, this reparations, right? In, the, in some judge, some ginger from Australia, who's on her like third husband, decided, yeah, New Yorkers are going to have to pay flunkies millions. So they just instantly made a bunch of millionaires out of people who are too stupid to change the smoke detector. And I say that because they interviewed the guy that got the most money, and it was going, like every 30 seconds or so, he had not changed his smoke detector alarm. So he that's where the system fails too. Like, no wonder these people can't run the electric grid. They can't even run the smoke detector in their own house. That's another yeah. recent example. That was last month. The Hawaii thing was like last week. This is anyway. Yeah, well, so yeah, and, you, you were talking about the history of it. So you have standardized tests, and then they just don't care what the scores are in the tests if you're of uh, certain categories. And then um, now they're just getting rid of those tests. And in Harvard, didn't they get rid of the LSAT for law? Uh, uh, LSAT, let me... I'm pretty sure they did. I know they were talking about it. I think they don't require that anymore. Yes, yes. As of 2023, Harvard Law School does not require the LSAT. What the hell? So you don't need LSAT? <laughs> Hell, it's just let's just give people degrees. I mean, why even go to school? Just give well, it to them. Yeah, and, and this is the thing. Um, anytime diversity and competence uh, collide, diversity wins because that is the most important thing to the system is diversity, and it's now being it's now coming um, it's now uh, infecting companies through uh, ESG scores, right? Yes. And uh, woke companies. And basically, uh, they're like, they're not saying this uh, publicly because it would be illegal. But if they get a resume from a white male, they're just tossing that uh, immediately. That's well, I've, not... I've had people from ANC report tell me that they're in charge of that. They say the first thing they look at is the sex and race. And if it's white guy, they don't even look at the rest of the resume because they're like, nope. Now, automatically, you're not until we fill up all these other categories. Can't even look at you. Do you yeah, work and, here? And you know what? That's demoralizing people. It's East Asians too. It's demoralizing. They're like, "Why should I try? I'm automatically out of this job based on my category." That was two yeah. Asian students that sued Harvard to get affirmative action over, overthrown. Affirmative action is racist. It's saying you are forced to hire minorities but not all minorities just the ones that are doing poorly and yeah, you're supposed and, to, and you don't you're going to skip over more qualified people because you know as a category they're doing better so the hell with individuals 
so dumb. Yeah. They even what are the, what are the move... odds that every group possible are going to come out exactly even? Like, uh, what are the salaries between left-handed and right-handed people? And how about blue eye versus brown eye and height? And uh, just keep on dividing stuff. You're going to find differences. Well, it, if people want to be uh, uh, terrified, uh, they tried to do diversity at the FAA for air traffic control. Um, oh, worse, worse. They lowered the standards at the FAA. Yeah. Not just diversity hires. Because at least it'd be like, well, you're still qualified. You're just the most qualified of this subset, and we're going to ignore the large one. But no, not even qualified. Just, hey, you brown, you got a job. Yeah, and, and to put it in simple terms, this, this means the system is willing for hundreds, maybe thousands of people to die for the sake of diversity. Or just nothing <laughs> that, works. Yeah, Right. And, well, the the and, same well, people what, that run the DMV are now going to run your airport. <laughs> Nightmare. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, going into the uh, the defense industry with uh, Boeing, Raytheon, Northrop Grumman. Mm. And, and well, we all remember the 737 MAX uh, crashes, which was uh, two separate crashes uh, of uh, identical planes in Indonesia and Ethiopia. And the problem there was that a, a sensor failed. And when that sensor failed, the plane would start diving and there was no backup sensor. So they just had a single point of failure that like screwed the onboard computer to the point where it dove into the ground. Right. Well, do you remember yes. they made the big deal of the first female fighter jet pilot? And oh, she, on, yeah, on, she, on her very first mission, which is an F-35, which is a piece of shit already, a very complicated fighter jet, the first time she tried to fly it, she crashed it into the carrier. Yeah. But, hey, she got the job. She's a girl. You have to make her a fighter pilot ahead of all these guys that have been doing it for years and years. She's pretty good, and she has a vagina, so... Put her in the F-35, put her on a multi-billion dollar carrier, and let her <laughs> crash one into the other and wreck both. Good job. But is that all over the news? Not really. Because it looks bad. And it really helped the women can't drive stereotype. But, I mean, apparently that one couldn't. And they put her in that position anyway. Sick, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is like, this has infected every facet of American life. Uh, and it's going to get to the point where, uh, like you'll, you'll read, uh, just like the first paragraph, like you'll hear news and, uh, your reaction will be like, Oh, Oh, that's terrible. Oh, so sad. Yeah. But the news will not tell you the core issue. It would just be like, oh, oh, another train derailed. Oh, we can't get enough transformers to a county in Virginia. Oh, what a shame. Like, oh, we can't produce transformers fast enough. Oh, that's horrible. Oh, brownouts. Oh, oh we can't the replace our ammunition. Drink. Yeah. We can't oh. make 155 millimeter ammo anymore. I guess so well. <laughs> yeah, so, so like the the news will be full of tragedies or catastrophes 
but nobody will discuss the holy cow or like the key issue. Do you the know the ask three no people clothes. rule? The ask three people rule. I had to teach this to my wife. My wife's from South Korea. I said, uh, you ask three people, you get three different answers. So the person one says no, you can't. Whatever, just ask another person because you might get another answer and another answer, and it ends up, oh, it turns out you can. Nobody knows what they're doing. No one knows their job. No one can do their job. But yeah. You, it's also not only you're, all these morons. You people are forced to hire them. You can't get rid of them. Because if you get rid of them, well, that's also racist, sexist, homophobic, or whatever, whatever. Yeah, well... There are white guys pretending to be gay to get a job. (laughs) Well, yeah, well, we can can look at what what happens if you speak out against this. Uh, Remember James Damore? The Google guy? Uh, The Google guy. Uh, he, uh, He wrote a very good paper on... The differences between the sexes and agreeability uh, and a bunch of other uh, like factors uh, that made them suitable for different kinds of work on average, not uh, absolute, but uh, in general. But he got ran out of the company. That's what happens if you oppose this. There's no like you can't take a stand like you can't change this. I'm sorry. Oh, that's a little bit blackmailing, but like. If you have a good job, well, he did get fired. Yeah, he did get fired. But if you have a good job, you're just going to get demoralized because you're going to encounter so many less qualified people than you being promoted. Uh, and See, it's that's gonna, the other thing. At a lot of firms and stuff, the senior positions are all white guys, and so we're like, well, there's too many of those. So if you're not in a senior position, if you're a younger person, you're never going to get promoted. You're the wrong color. It's got to be, yeah. uh, you know, it's got to be a rainbow of diversity. Now, there's, we can talk separately about why that is, like why minorities are failing. And no, it's not because they're inferior and it's not because of biology. But you start in our being infantilized and passed along. But this is discrimination against people who actually put in the work. And, you know, if you're Japanese or Korean or European, forget it. Yeah. <laughs> you there's too many of you. You work too hard. Your ethics, you have a good work ethic and family and values. Well, we don't want that. Yeah. Uh, do you want to let other people speak? Because we got Sam Parker here. Sure. Uh, let me, what do I do? Hit request. Uh, maybe he doesn't want to speak. <laughs> I think you have to hit the microphone if you want to speak. But anyway, uh, I have Panjeet Gupta. I'll, I'll call on you and peak performance something. If you troll, I will shaft you, but go for it. Are there Sam? Um, all right, I got you, Sam. I'm pretty bad at the tech stuff, which is why I shouldn't work in tech. But I probably could. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at, like, the death toll here. And, like, you could easily say a thousand people died because of, of, because of confidence in the last few years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when, when Texas had that uh, cold weather because they didn't have winterized natural gas power plants, 246 people died because I, I guess Texans can't deal with the cold. 
but like, why would well, they nobody have can a deal with the cold if it's uh, <laughs> yeah, you're not prepared they live for it. in Texas. Well, yeah, it's unusual, but they did have a it was snowing in Los Angeles, I believe, too. But yeah, it completely failed. Sam, you should be able to speak. Oh, can you hear me? Button. I do now. Oh, yes. Okay. I don't know yeah, if you're talking just... the whole time. And... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I was just. Uh, I didn't. I didn't realize I was on speaker mode. I. Uh, I'm just listening. Listening to what everybody had to say. Didn't really have much to say yet myself, but uh, liking what I'm hearing. I. It's interesting. I actually tweeted a short little thread just a little bit ago before I even knew you were doing this spaces on exactly this topic. Um, oh, yeah. well, good. it's 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 obviously rising in prominence. People are are noticing everything just kind of slowly crumbling around them. Bad customer service, long uh, long waits on telephone calls, uh, store shelves empty. You go to the doctor. I've even experienced all this. You go to the doctor. Um, oh yes. I had I had some chest and heart issues last year, and I went to the doctor and I got an echocardiogram. And uh, and then when I got done, I asked him, well. Uh, do I need to have a follow-up with the doctor? Or do, do I need to schedule the follow-up with my doctor? And the, frankly, diversity hire receptionist looked at me and they said, well, I don't know, do you? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know, you tell me. You're the, you guys are the doctor. I just had a, a test done. Do I need to schedule a follow-up? And they're like, well, well I, do you want one? Well, yes. I, I mean, it just is like I thought I felt like I was talking to a brick wall. At a, at a, and this is at a cardiology oh, clinic. We, we had a diversity hire tell us our second son had leukemia. Oh, my God. He doesn't. He doesn't. They just, he had a, a catheter on and they didn't take it off his penis. So it sat on there for too long, whatever, and messed up some tests. They were like, oh, yeah, he's got cancer. And we were devastated. And I'm telling our family and stuff. I'm like, he's, yeah, he was only like less than a year old. It's horrible. Um, he, doesn't, he doesn't have cancer, but like they just fucked that up, you know. And when I was in the air, I just was in the US five days ago, I was flying to Asia. And there's several lines in security. You're going through that TSA stuff and then it splits up to where there's, you know, maybe five people where you just show them your passport or whatever. Well, and we noticed right away, it looked like a river on one side and the other was barely moving, even though it was the same number of people. I watched all these people I was ahead of get in front of me. And my son said, how come the lines over there are moving so much faster than our line? I said, I don't know. We get up there. And there's some 300 pound woman looking at her nails and like it doesn't belong there. And next, you know, and that's what it was. They just had some moron sitting there making it go super slow and making other people late and all. She doesn't give a damn. And yeah, it was probably a diversity hire. I mean, she met, she had all the, uh, all the optics for it. But it was like, these people shouldn't be in security. And also oh, if somebody uh, wanted to breach security, that woman ain't going to notice. Yeah. <laughs> right? I, I, She's not going to do anything I, about I just, it. <laughs> yeah, I just want to read a little bit from the article uh, because I want to talk about the military. So following three completely avoidable collisions of U.S. Navy warships in 2017 and a fire in 2020 that resulted in the scuttling of the USS Bonhomme Richard, a $750 million amphibious assault craft, two Retired Marines conducted off-the-record interviews with 77 current and retired Navy officers. One recurring theme was the prioritization of diversity training over ship handling and warfighting preparedness. Many of them openly admit that, given, the, given current issues, the U.S. would likely lose an open naval engagement with China. <laughs> Instead of oh, yeah. taking the criticism to heart, the Navy Commission Task Force One Navy, which recommended 
de-emphasizing or eliminating meritocratic tests like the officer aptitude rating to boost diversity. Oh yeah, so, the whole the entire officer class too. They're choosing like if you're trans or whatever, wearing a skirt like Admiral Levine. Well, you go up the ranks because we don't have enough uh, tranny officers well, in the army, the navy, whatever. <laughs> and people were seeing that and quitting. And the COVID thing was another one. A lot of people are like, I'm not taking all this stuff, and they quit the military. When recruiters are having such a hard time because they can't find Gen Z enough young men who can do 10 push-ups, And then when they renamed all the Confederate bases, that pissed off the entire South, which is the majority of the military has been uh, for a long time. A lot of them were like, I'm not, I'm not going to re-enlist or I'm not going to list at all. If you're going to do that. So they're running out of able-bodied people by doing this. But well, it's okay. You know, yeah, Those guys in the skirts in California will take your place. Well, you know, what's interesting about that, that, you know, dropping these merit-based requirements is there's a, there's a famous axiom, you know, a long time axiom out there that says what gets measured tend to, tends to improve. Well, when you stop measuring things, you know, they tend to fall apart and uh, that happens slowly and then quickly. That's true. And they well, stop measuring things that they know damn well are not going to be the results they want. Yeah. And, and, well, and then when you don't measure things, then, you know, nobody can also it's hard to expose uh, the weaknesses and the problems, because now now what statistics, what measures can I go reach for to 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 fight my point? The data doesn't exist now. Oh, yeah. Oh, Where yeah. is the study that shows this? Well, we're not allowed to have that study yeah. politically incorrect. Well, I just want to say this about the trans uh, soldiers, uh, like to view them as soldiers is that's not their function. I think they're there to either drive away people that disagree with it and to act as political commissars to monitor units to make sure everybody's uh, p- politically correct. It's just well, because yeah, they, they can't be deployed not being for their fighting for their fighting prowess, I would think. Yeah, they're exempt from being deployed as long as they take hormones. So they're they're basically just like. Uh, well, I mean, the other hires. thing in the military, they lowered the standards for women. So even though in reality, you'll have to carry this backpack and this kit and it's this much many pounds and you got to be able to do that. Well, no, not if you're a girl. Well, what's going to happen? They're just going to be unable to do what needs to be done. But they just lowered the test to pass them along. Well, if we ever get in an actual war, those people will not be able to do their duty. Well, Some of them right. will, like if you just had the same test, some women would pass it anyway, and that no problem. But if you're going to lower the tests just so you can get more girls, you're going to get a whole bunch of girls who can't do what you need to be done. Well, what if I'm a man that can't uh, do the test, but I choose to start identifying as a woman and then I pass? It's the same situation. You have some weak guy that can't carry his kit in his backpack, <laughs> but you'll probably be an officer. <laughs> so you need more trannies. <laughs> You're going to see people transitioning into like hybrids with animals and stuff soon. Probably already happened in Portland. I'm a cat person. Wow. <laughs> well, and back and back to the previous point about the South not wanting to enlist now. You know, we run into the law of the lid when these kinds of people get promoted and become officers. You know, the law of the lid says you can only attract and you can only lead people who are beneath you in terms of quality and competence. Right. Uh, you can't you can't lead people who are beyond you. And so if these are the people in the top in positions of authority, we're going to run into a low law of the lid and uh, everybody under them will be as incompetent 
or more incompetent than their leaders. And you will also, fail to uh, attract more competent people. It's also a lot of military's legacy families, like their dad, their granddad, or whatever, have been in the military and they're in the military. <clears throat> and that might go all the way back to the Civil War or whatever. But that ends where they go, I'm not doing that. You start renaming these bases and getting all woke in the military. The military loses the prestige it used to have. And they don't go in. And then their children don't go in. I mean, it ends there. And a lot yeah. of the people who volunteer for the military did so because they have a family history of being involved in that industry. Well, that's going to go away. Or like, just yeah. leave the, the, the reason they named them after Confederate generals was to get Confederates to join the military for the Spanish-American War. Oh. That's fascinating. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know that. That's, that's, that's why they should have left it alone. I mean, I don't mind renaming Fort Bragg because he sucked. But uh, yeah, they, the rest of it, you know, leave it alone. Yeah, there's no Fort Benedict Arnold, right? <laughs> Sherman personally requested that Nathan Bedford Forrest be brought up to fight the Spanish. <laughs> uh, whatever, it's it's just sad. Uh, it's, but this model it's, it's an assault on history in general and all things yeah. Southern. That's a separate issue, but. You know, they thought, well, this would be a good idea. And are, are they renaming them after some other military professionals? No. They're renaming them. Like, they wanted to get rid of Alexander Hamilton off the $10 bill for Harriet Tudman or something. You know? uh, I think it was Why? Andrew Jackson off the 20 for Harriet Tudman. They, what, I, oh, was it? Was it Jackson? Yeah. I thought it was both of them. Uh, and it was, a, it, was, it was especially delicious because, of course, Andrew Jackson's the one who killed the, the uh, Central Bank. Bank of the United States. And, <laughs> and so, he's on a banknote. You know, yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh, uh, he'd be rolling 